Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Lift up your right hand wherever you are, hallelujah, and say thank you, Jesus, for these miracles that you keep doing. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. He is the owner and the builder of this church. He is the owner and builder of this ministry. He is the owner and the builder of our lives. Precious Jesus, we give you glory. And talk to Jesus right now. Tell Jesus one more time, speak to me. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive from you. Jesus, minister to me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Father, I declare my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility the implanted word which will save my soul, bring transformation to my life, establish me on the path of glory, and cause me never to be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord as you take your seats in the presence of the Lord. But as you are doing that, turn to somebody to your right, to your left, and congratulate the person for being in the house of God. Come on, go ahead, shake somebody's hand. Yes, don't cheer your own. We don't cheer our own in the house of God. Amen and amen. When we are coming to the house of God, put aside your, your, your certificate and your whatever. And when we come together, we are what? One family. Say, everybody say one family. Say, everybody say one family. And now turn the person, call the person farm, you know, on social media. Say, hi farm, hi farm. I wonder whether it is a, a tomato farm or, but we receive it all. Amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you for your presence in this place. We know our lives will never be the same again because we said where to are gathered in your name. You are there in your midst. And there's nowhere that you get to or that you are be that uh, men are allowed to remain the same. The Bible says that in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand pleasures, sweet pleasures forevermore. Precious Holy Spirit, let these become our inheritance tonight, even as we receive your word. And grant us a visitation, every single person, under the sound of my voice, grant us a visitation by your word, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that we are heard in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout an elaborate, Amen. Let your Amen sound like thunder, Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to share with you on a subject that uh, seems to, in a way, be getting missing in the body of Christ uh, and in the church. But it is one of the most important subjects for me, literally, is becoming, uh, as I analyze the thought, I realize that literally it's the, probably the most important subject any Christian should ever learn about. Because 
It comes to secure our lot. It comes to secure our inheritance. It comes to secure our place in Christ. I realize as I study the Bible that there are two ways we are able to receive anything from God. Uh, anything from God. And this one, this way that I'm going to share with you is the most vital way because it goes, it transcends the boundaries of time and goes into eternity. Glory to Jesus Christ. In fact, the subject that we are, talk, we are going to talk about, we are going to talk on the subject of faithfulness. Uh, for some, it's even a scare when they hear about it in church. When they hear the subject of faithfulness, it feels as though it is a punishment. But that is what tells you that you need to hear it even the more. Because the spirit lasted against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Anything that pleasurizes your flesh too much, you should know that it may not have eternal value. It may not have eternal value. Glory to Jesus. For instance, we can talk about the subject of prosperity. But you see, in most cases, the prosperity we are looking at is not prosperity that will take us into eternity. So it is a prosperity that will bring us pleasure on this earth. But when we talk about the subject of sacrifice, it is painful. Are, are we together? But it is sacrifice that actually can give us eternal results or eternal rewards. Glory to Jesus. So, in valuing the things that are most important to your life as a Christian, look at how the balance between the flesh and the spirit is. The flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Many a times the things that uh, our flesh naturally shies away from are the ones that have greater eternal spiritual value. Jesus said, you speak about many things in the law, but you neglect the weightier matters. And he spoke about love, he spoke about uh, other spiritual things, which are not the natural uh, preserve or the natural things that the flesh goes after. Glory to Jesus Christ. So this subject of faithfulness is also something that many people uh, have a problem with. Whenever we are talking about faithfulness, it seems as though, uh, some feel as though, hey, now they are going to tell us some things. No. Faithfulness is a major theme in the Bible. Even Jesus Christ, our Lord, for him to be found uh, of value and to be found worthy, he had to be faithful to all of his house. Glory to Jesus Christ. So without faithfulness, you are lost. You are lost. I told you earlier that there are two, two ways. I realize that we can receive anything from God. And when we are receiving from God, it either comes, number one, as a gift, or number two, as a reward. As a gift or as a reward. As a gift, it means that we do nothing for it. Uh, literally, it comes to us free. And such are only accessible by faith. So the first way we are able to receive things from God is by faith. By faith, we are able to receive gifts from God. Jesus said that all things are possible to him that believes. He said that he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, Faith causes us to receive from God. Faith causes us to receive from God. If you are going to receive a miracle from God, you need faith. If you are going to receive prosperity from God, you need faith. Receive anything from God. So such a person cannot receive anything from God because he's double-minded. He's always in a state of doubt and unbelief. Why could the children of God, the Israelites, not receive the promised land? The land that God himself had promised. They never went to God to ask for a promise, but God willed it to them as a gift. 
And yet they could not receive the free gift. Why? He said they did not mix the promises of God with faith. Not being mixed with faith. But rather were ruled by unbelief. So unbelief stopped them from receiving the gifts. Which they had not been able. That which they had not worked for. So faith causes us to receive gifts. Another thing that we can receive from God is rewards. Rewards come as a result of labor. As a result of our qualification, as a result of us doing something, nobody ever receives an award or a reward for nothing. You re- when, you, when you receive it for nothing, it's a gift. It's no longer a reward. But a reward is something that you have worked for. Something that is given you as a remuneration or a payment of fulfilling certain criteria. And in Christ, there is, apart from the free gifts of salvation, there are things that Christ expects us to do, and out of these things, we receive rewards. In Matthew 25, we see that, we, we, we read about the story of a great man. The Bible tells us it is a typology of the kingdom. How a rich man going far, uh, to a far place to receive an inheritance, he selected certain servants amongst his household, and he gave them talents. So the talents over there were the gifts. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. They did not do anything to deserve it. Just because they were his servants, he gave it to them. To one he gave five, to another he gave three or two, to another he gave one. He gave it unto them. But at the end of the day, he came back and came to ask them, what did they do with the talents, with the gifts that they had received? And at the end of it, there were certain rewards that were given to them. There were certain rewards that were given to those who were found faithful. Somebody say faithful. Who were found faithful. Hear me, child of God. If you are not ready to be faithful, you better stop serving God. If you are not ready to be faithful, you better stop whatever you are doing. Because see, faithfulness will determine whether you are going to receive eternal valuation for whatever you have done and whatever you have received or not. If there is no faithfulness, even labor that has been labored in the Lord, it can all be lost. It can be cut short as a result of unfaithfulness. I don't know whether how many of us were in church, uh, was it last week when Pastor Wisdom was talking to us on the dangers of unfaithfulness. The dangers of unfaithfulness. You see, unfaithfulness not only, not only uh, steals your rewards, but it can also be dangerous to you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hear me. Faithfulness still remains the number one key that can ensure the advancement, the growth, and the prosperity of the kingdom of God and the members or the citizens of the kingdom. That's Corinthians chapter number four, the verse number two. Are we together? It is not about you choosing what you want. He said it is required in stewards. Who are stewards? Caretakers. And we are caretakers of whatever God has given to us. The life that God has given to you, it is a, a stewardship. It is a stewardship. There are so many things that many of us even wake up to realize that God has entrusted us with a lot. And because we are stewards, it is required of a steward that a man be found faithful. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. It is a requirement. Brothers and sisters, we need to wake up. Look, don't let uh, uh, some, uh, what should I say, fair weather Christianity rob you of your eternal kingdom rewards. You can be chosen and selected and yet you will not receive what God has purpose for you. Look at Judas. Did Jesus choose him or not? 
Was it selected by Jesus? Come on, talk to me. Was it selected by Jesus? Jesus selected Judas. Are you kidding me? But he selected him. And yet, the selection of grace did not maintain his placement forever. The selection of grace. You can have a great calling. I'm looking at the man of God with a calling. You can have a great calling. But you see, it is not an eternal placement. It is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. So uh, when you are supposed to be praying, you'll be sleeping. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Oh, God has given it to me. I can even eat and I will still flow. Brother, sister, continue. <laughs> we'll meet one day. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm gifted. I have the talent. Come on. The back rests with me. It is required uh, that he who is put in charge as a manager <laughs> must be fired. <laughs> in a person who is put in charge uh, must be faithful. That's New Living Translation. Must be faithful. What have you been given to manage? What have been given to marriage? That New King James. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. When you are, you are being found, will you be qualified? Will you be qualified? So, the subject that we are talking about is so, so important. It is what is going to preserve what God has given you. You are excited about the gifts of God. You are excited about the anointing. You are excited about the favor. But will it be maintained and preserved? Please. As I grow in the things of God and I observe my life and I observe the life of other brothers and sisters in the Lord, I realize that this thing is so, so important. Look, don't be deceived by the momentous flow of power. Don't be deceived by the momentous celebration that men give you. No. A thousand times no. On that day, you stand before an audience of one. An audience of one. And that is the only voice and only opinion that will matter. That will matter. And he's saying that on that day, the only way to give you is faithfulness. Wait. On the put on one side, you put aside. <laughs> Will it throw you like a, a, a seesaw? <laughs> Have you watched that movie? And then the little child was sitting at the end of the seesaw, and then the fat guy came to the other side, <laughs> and the child was flying like a superman. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So the perfectness on the other side of the scale. <laughs> Will you be boomerang? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it is important. It is important. And the beautiful thing about faithfulness is that you can, it's a, it is a conscious thing. You can actually work it out. You are required to work it out. So, the subject of faithfulness is important. It is the greatest requirement for sustained kingdom service. And unfaithfulness is the greatest danger to the kingdom work. Hear me. It is the greatest danger to the kingdom work. Unfaithfulness destroys churches. Unfaithfulness destroys marriages. Unfaithfulness destroys ministries. Unfaithfulness destroys companies. Today somebody was telling me about when I was much younger, somewhere in my late teens, uh, I was in a particular church and there was a certain man who had a big, a big, a big uh, phone shop. 
uh, having uh, branches all over the country. And he employed a lot of the members of the church. But unfortunately, the business is no more. Nobody knows the name of the business anymore. Nobody, and when investigations were done, many of the people who he employed were unfaithful to him. So at the end of the day, this guy who was a big and was a big giver in the house of God, all of a sudden, we don't even hear of him anymore. He has fizzled away. Why? Because of unfaithfulness in the ranks and the files. Unfaithfulness is dangerous. That is why the church will not sit down for the devil to let unfaithfulness creep into us and destroy the, the nice work that God is doing through us. Glory to Jesus Christ. In fact, by the time we finish with this month, I want somebody to write me a letter and tell me that, Pastor, at least once a month, preach on unfaithfulness. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Because I don't want to lose what God is doing in our coming nation. Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. Unfaithfulness is a big danger to the work of God. It's a big danger to the work of God. There are men of God, there are churches that grew to a certain level. 300 members, 400 members, 500 members. And all of a sudden, a, a certain assistant began to have a certain highfalutin concept and idea. And now began to fight the work of the senior pastor or the one that God has put in charge. And before you realize, is it that's the dirty thing about unfaithfulness. It can creep in like gangrene. And it, it begins to infect. Everybody who comes close to it. How, you see how difficult it is to get other people to be faithful. Un unfortunately, unfaithfulness spreads easily. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because unfaithfulness appeals to the flesh. It appeals to the flesh. It can spread quickly. Pride sets in. Familiarity sets in. I know it all sets in. I'm also anointed. I'm also a man of God. And so I don't, I, 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 can, I don't need to take any instructions. It begins to set in. And before long, you see, and the thing about unfaithfulness is that it's also deceptive. It's also deceptive. It causes you to feel as though you are doing the right thing. To feel as though you are doing the right thing. What will cause a man to so oppose his own father and his kids? To the point of going on husband, getting army to chase him. Absalom and David. His own biological father. Unfaithfulness. He must have thought probably he's doing something good. He must have thought he was doing the right thing. Unfaithfulness. It's, uh, it, it, it stems from deception. Anybody who has been unfaithful, know that that person is a deceived person. Don't be, don't be deceived by what you see on the outside. That person is a deceived person. And the end of every unfaithful person is death. The end of, just check the Bible. There's judgment at the end of every act of unfaithfulness. Shimei, against David. Absalom, against his father. Judas, against Jesus. Lucifer, against God. Someone name them. What? Ahitophel. Ahitophel. Even before his, 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 his demise came, he was even, he received a high profile appointment as a senior executive in another administration. Don't be deceived when another person receives you. Another problem. Sometimes uh, another person receives you. Oh, come, 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 come. I'll receive you. And then you think, oh, you are there. <laughs> 
You see, your sins will find you. Your sins will seek you out. It is like a missile. It's like a sniper ice. The new kind of sniper is to find you out. It will find you out. It will find you out. And the sad thing that not only will you be destroyed, but it is also, it will also be destroying the work of God. That's a painful part. Because it can affect other people. Slow down or cut short the move of God. The move of God. Unfaithfulness should be fought at like cancer. When we are managing cancer, we use self-destructive medications. And the medications are so powerful that they can even destroy normal human cells. Yes, because we want to aggressively attack the cancer. Attack the cancer. So that is why when somebody is taking anti-cancer drugs, you realize that their natural hair begins to fall out. Why? The, the attack is still on the hair, but the aggression of the medication is so strong that even the normal cells become victimized. Become victimized. Unfaithfulness is a cancer. It's a cancer. And everybody, hear me, everybody can be in danger of being unfaithful. There's no anointing that is greater than unfaithful. That, that cannot be attacked. Some of people who were chosen by Jesus Christ themselves were affected. Lucifer was an angel. Lucifer means light. Light. Come on. Can you just think about this. But now he's a king of darkness. His name meant light. Giver of light. Light bringer. That's what Lucifer means. Light bringer. And now light bringer is a king of darkness. What are you talking about? That means a total change of nature. Total change of nature. Just because of the seed of unfaithfulness. Of unfaithfulness. Hey, brother, sister, wake up. Let's be alert. 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 You are not too holy and unrighteous and stable that you cannot become unfaithful. Everybody is being sought after. By the angel of, of, of unfaithfulness. It's very tempting. Very tempting. Especially because you are a steward. Why do I say so? Because you see, stewardship gives you power. Stewardship gives you some authority, managerial position. So you know you are handling things. So you see, you see authority. That's it. Now, uh, let me use you as an example. Huh? Should I? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, my dear comes into this church. And then, before long, because she can sing, so she's put on stage. And then maybe for one reason or the other, something pushes her into the limelight. So she's no longer just a, back, a backing vocalist. She now becomes a lead singer. That is a stewardship. That has been given to her. You see, one of the things that the devil can use on her is suddenly for her to feel as though she's so special. She's so special. When she goes on Facebook and then she sees, ah, five whole minutes, the thing was on me. The camera was on me. And look at me. And my feet were shining. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. And, ah, and, 
There is another person who has been in the church for some seven years and the person has never even seen. You see, if you carry something special, you'll be seen. That's why you're not seen. But I am special. I am special. All of a sudden, she feels it's so special. Now, the devil starts stepping in. The devil starts stepping in. Deception. Deception now begins to cloud the heart and the mind. And before long, now, she begins to rise up against opposition. Whenever they say, uh, rehearsal is at this time, no. <laughs> the special people must come in in a way that they know that they are special. So everybody must be seated before I appear. You see, of unfaithful. Oh, oh, maybe she will not even come. Oh, after all, I can sing. So even if I don't come at all, they will still fall on me. I'll, I'll, and I'll still deliver as though I was there. Unfaithfulness is setting in. Unfaithfulness is setting in. Listen, these are little, little foxes. Destroy the work of God. Fight against our eternal rewards. The, 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 the last servant who received one talent, did he get a reward at the end of the day? No. But did the master plan to give him a reward? Yes. Because that's why he said that, no, the reward I've brought cannot be thrown away. So take it and give it to another person. Meaning he brought a reward for him. So he fills your rewards. And then the third danger of unfaithfulness is that not only does it steal your reward, it also introduces punishment into your destiny. If his, his talent and his reward had been taken, it's bad enough. But now they said, take him and cast him into the place where unfruitful people are. Into outer darkness, where there's weeping, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Someone said, gnashing. <laughs> gnashing of seeds. Glory to Jesus Christ. Of course, anybody who didn't go to St. Augustine will say gnashing of teeth. Glory to God. Gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Unfaithfulness. It's a danger. It's a danger. It's a danger. Desire. Fight to be faithful. Fight to be faithful. Fight to be faithful. Hear me, child of God. It is not about how you start. It is about how you finish. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 makes it very clear. Better is the end of a matter than the beginning thereof. Better is the end of a matter than the, the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Go and meditate on this. Go and meditate on this. Therefore, it is important that we be faithful. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness, you can, faithfulness, you can uh, have certain synonym, synonyms like devotion, steadfastness, trustworthiness, dependability, loyalty, uh, trustability of character. It's a reliability and dependability of character. Like Daniel. Daniel could be depended on. How dependable are you? How reliable are you? They are telling people, uh, sometimes we'll be having a pastor's meeting and the name will come and we'll say, this guy, I'm afraid. If I, if I, if I call him, he'll tell me he's busy or he's doing something. You see, or sometimes there's an assignment. Sometimes some people, I find it difficult to even call them to give them an assignment because before I even call them, I know there's an excuse going to, brought. something is going to come. Reliability. Reliability. So, faithfulness is reliability and dependability of character. It's also trustworthiness and trustability of character. Can you be trusted? Have you built that value into yourself? 
that when you are told to do this, we can trust that we will come back and find it done. We will go and come back and find it done. If there are responsibilities entrusted to you, and every time there are responsibilities and you have excuses, good excuses, you are not a faithful servant. You are not faithful. You are not faithful. Forget whatever your excuse may be. You cannot be trusted. You are not a resource bringer. In kingdom service, God is looking for people who bring results. No, no, no excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Some people who will be reliable. You are told that, hey, this is the assignment. Can I go and sleep and know that the work will get done? And it will get done well. They are telling people, if you, are, you see, they make the work very difficult. So when you give an assignment, you now have to come and shadow the assignment. Because... The likelihood that it will not get done is high. The likelihood that it will not get done is high. If you are feeling a pinch, please, God is talking to you. God is talking to you. When were you given an assignment? How many years now? There are some people that are assignments on their heads which are years old. And you know, the funny thing, some are even hoping that the giver of the assignment will forget to ask about it. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. You have disgraced yourself in the spirit. Yes, because the reason why that assignment was given to us because we trusted you. And you see, the Bible says that, listen, when, when, when let's understand something over here. Our audience is only a physical, visible audience. So. Being surrounded by a great, a great cloud of witness. The audience is not only the physical one. If your manager, your boss, or whoever is your leader forgets, please, the assignment that was given to you, there was a cloud of witnesses who also saw it. That's what I'm saying. You have disgraced yourself in the spirit. It meant that you... You see, and the witnesses, the Bible talks about them in Hebrews 11. <laughs> Look at their track record. Look at their track record. And then you, the opportunity you have been given to also make a name for yourself, you fail. And Moses, who was faithful in all his house. All his house. All his house. So when you are standing with Moses, how will you feel? <laughs> when you are standing with uh, Elijah, how will you feel? When you are standing with who? Paul, how will you feel? When you are standing with Joseph, how will you feel? When you are standing with even Jacob, how will you feel? Even Judas, the Bible said that somebody betrayed Jesus. He did it. <laughs> you, you <laughs> so he also fulfilled his assignment. How will you feel? So, we must develop our character of faithfulness. Christianity is not a joking matter. It's a real serious matter. It's a real serious matter. It's a real serious matter. What is faithfulness? Dependability and reliability of character. Trustworthiness and trustability of character. Loyalty and steadfastness are duty. Loyalty and steadfastness are duty. Acceptance of full responsibility for giving assignments. Full responsibility. Full responsibility for a given assignment. 
There are many people who just like the gifts pass of Christianity, but they don't realize that there is an assignment that has been given to them. They don't have a character of being responsible. So every time they are involved in the blame game, in the blame game, oh, I thought, oh, I thought, I thought. When you were taught him and the work was not getting done, didn't you realize that there was something wrong with your thought? I thought, I thought, when you were assuming and you saw that the thing was not, it was not helping the work of God for fulfillment of an assignment, did nothing click you that, ah, there's something that is being left undone. I'm leaving a space that the devil can exploit. Because of unfaithfulness, the devil is able to creep into the church and tear it apart. Tear us apart. Because we have not built the character of faithfulness. It slows down our progress. And even sometimes causes us to begin to retrogress. Because he himself was unfaithful in his assignment. Anybody who is unfaithful is manifesting a characteristic of a characteristic of the devil. Because he himself was not faithful in his assignment. And he's looking for a cloud to crowd his face. Glory to Jesus Christ. Are we together? Are we together? Sometimes the preaching is not about power, but it's about instruction. Instruction that will stabilize us. The message of faithfulness stabilizes us in our Christian placement, in our spiritual placement. So acceptance of full responsibility of a given assignment. A given assignment. Look at Daniel. He said, ah, king, you want to kill all of us, but you hold on. I'll handle the matter. Did he handle the matter or not? He did. He did. He did. Why are many churches not growing at the way God? You see, and we are in the season, not just of growth, but of the flow of the church. But the flow is not taking place in many places because not because the pastor is not anointed, though, but it's because the workers are not faithful. Hear me. It is not only anointing that grows church. In fact, I've been doing a lot of study about church growth. Any church that grows on anointing alone, the church also flows, falls down. <laughs> it rises and then falls. It rises and falls. The churches where faithfulness is built as a character in the system, the church grows exponentially. Exponentially. Where you can find people of character, not just people of charisma. People of character. Understanding their spiritual assignment and following the head pastor or the senior pastor or general overseer or bishop or whichever title that the, the man of God or woman of God may be carrying. And then they are working together as an army. In fact, faithfulness is a characteristic of the end time army of God. The Bible says in the book of Joel chapter 2, it said, none shall break their ranks. I think the verse number 10 or verse number 11 there about. It said, none shall break their ranks. None shall break their ranks. Faithful in their assignment. Faithful in their assignment. They don't let anything shadow their understanding. At the end of the day, there's a reward for those who are faithful. Those who are faithful. What is faithfulness? Oh... Faithfulness is ability to remain excellent without external supervision. Without external supervision. Verse 7 rather, they run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone matches in information. Look at that. 
they do not break ranks. They match information. They match information. They do not break ranks. They do not break ranks. Glory to Jesus. So, excellent performance, even without ex- external supervision, that shows that you are faithful. That shows that you are faithful. When you are given an assignment, look at David. The Bible tells us that his father told him, look, listen, it is not about how nice the assignment is. Many times people think that, oh, when I'm given a very good post, that's when I'll show that I am good. Look, you're a liar. Anybody who is unfaithful in small things will also be unfaithful in big things. David was given the least assignments in the house. The rest of his brothers were sent for wonderful, honorable work, like going to become soldiers in the army of the state. And he was sent to be a shepherd in the, in a, in, 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 a, in the wilderness with lions and bears. Whoever cared to go and check on David. But David still served faithfully. To the point that even when a lion, another time a bear came after, he went into the mouth because he's saying that when they count these sheep, they must not, none should be missing. None should be missing. He entered into the mouth of the bear and the lion. He said they slew them. Why did he need to slay them? Because of the sheep that were entrusted unto him. That he needed to keep them. He needed to keep them. None were missing. None were missing. When things are told, given to you to keep. They were, hey, they are lost. I don't even know where this is. So, hey, I don't know where this ma- machine is. I don't know where this key is. I don't know where this uh, You don't know where things that are given to you. You are untrusted. You don't know where they are. It's not even as though they have been stolen. They say, oh, uh, uh, someone, uh, they met me and beat me and stole it from me. You don't know where they are. You don't know where they are. You are a shepherd. Micro church. Where are your members? Where are your members? I don't know where they are. And when his father called him, that hey, you left the special one, come and come and take food and go and give it to the special ones. Do you know what David did? The Bible said he entrusted the sheep in the hands of a keeper. Even that one, he did not say, ah, oh, Papa has called me, so what I gave him, the other work I'm doing, let me just raise aside and say, Papa has called me, Papa has called me. <laughs> the Bible said he entrusted the sheep in the hands of a keeper. That's a faithful character. He was not negligent or careless. With excuses. Oh, because you called me and that's why I left them. You didn't tell me anything was to do with them. The pastor, he entrusted the sheep in the hands of a keeper before he went on his assignment. And that's where he went to meet Goliath. And God promoted him. God promoted him. Faithfulness. Excellent delivery. Even without external supervision, is a maximal deployment of life resources in life assignments. Maximal deployment that some are giving work to do and they do it half-hearted, half-hearted. But go and see them laboring at the work of Pharaoh. Yes, because Pharaoh is the one who wishes you for you to work, and everybody is working in the secular world. If you don't, if you don't work, those at you. Very holding a whip on you. You see them laboring, maximal deployment in in the assignment at work, but then in the assignment in the kingdom, in the assignment that God has given to them, half-hearted, half-hearted, they sleep on the job. They do it with half impact. They know within themselves the potentialities that are in them. 
Me, I've been doing this work for uh, uh, quite some years. I've seen there, I've been shocked to the core many times. Now, I'm, I don't get shocked anymore. I'm just like watching when will this one also begin to manifest their own. <laughs> yeah, manifest their own. There are people, when they are given things in the church to do, they do have a let something that their name will be on it. Hey! Hey! You see them! They will not even sleep. They will get it done because it's going to bring a, a spotlight on them. That's what's light on them. That's what's light on them. There was, some years ago, there was somebody, some, somebody somewhere in a certain ministry. <laughs> and whenever there are programs of the ministry, the person never shares. The person never shares. So the person will come for the meeting or and do. One day, an opportunity came for the person face to be on there. On the flyer. Hey! No, no. You have got to do this. You have got to position it like this. <laughs> hey! Uh, uh, DP. Yeah. Uh, DP. Well, it had to do with her himself. <laughs> Him herself. <laughs> himself. Himself. Let's do himself. Can we do himself? <laughs> Even I was shocked. You see, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I won't, I'm not yet to do self-glorification. But um, God made me, gave me a very simple, sim, some simplicity of heart and mind. Anybody who knows me very well will see I'm, I can be very naive. Like I can trust, really trust. And so, when I'm doing, I don't think that way. If this is what we are supposed to do. I don't, it doesn't have to be, I know this God's divine assignment. So for me to now, not to in the work of and see people behaving like that, it was a, it's been, I've been shocked many times. I've been shocked many times. <laughs> Give me another shock. <laughs> because after shock, I've shocked beyond that one. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Because it has to do with themselves. Not maximal deployment of their potentialities. Their potentialities. No. You are failing. You are not faithful. You are not faithful. You are not faithful. His ability to do well, even when the spotlight is not on you. Even when the spotlight is not on you. Anybody who does well only when the spotlight is not on you, you are, your reward is the spotlight. Are we together? Your reward is what? God will not give you any other reward anymore because you are doing it because of the spotlight. There's no eternal value for you anymore. That's why Jesus said that when you do uh, uh, good for somebody, keep it secret. Keep it secret. Don't look for human attention. Oh, yeah, me, me, I've even been supporting A, B, and C, and D, Q, and R, and, and yeah. That's all. And I was like, wow, you do well. That is it. The, the happiness you felt, that was your reward. <laughs> Nothing else. Forget it. You get to heaven and you'll be saying, ah, I, master, we were rewarded. That was the reward. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I won this, yes, 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 you did, yes, you did. But you were bragging about it the other day. So the way people celebrated you, we, we, that is it. That is it. You move, you, we, we were trying to keep it in heaven, but you pulled it down. Oh, how many things have we pulled down from heaven? How many things have we pulled down from heaven? Please, you cannot restore it. That's come now already. <laughs> You can only do another one. 
<laughs> are we together? So Jesus, I want to push you back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I said what? Sorry. It, is, it has come down already. Things that come down cannot go up. Glory to Jesus Christ. Are we learning something over here? Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. So, maximum deployment of life's resources in life's assignments. In the assignment that God has given you in your life. That is faithfulness. I'm, not, I'm still in the introduction. But time. Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's a hallelujah. That's a hallelujah. Acts 20 verse 20. Look at Paul. He said, but I kept back nothing that was helpful. I proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from out walls. Publicly and privately. I kept back nothing. Maximal deployment. Total deployment. Now, some of us will go and deliver for Pharaoh. But you don't deliver for the house of God. I was shocked one day when a brother told me that I can do this thing, but I don't want anybody to do it. Other than that, they start giving me pressure in church. They start telling me to do it in, the, in church. They start telling me to do it in church. You can do accounting. You can do carpentry. You can do something. You have a skill. Right? Because you don't want to do it for the church. You don't want to do it in church. You don't want us to be able to depend on you. So you hide it. You hide it. One day you realize that it was actually a stewardship that God gave to you. That God gave to you. That God gave to you. When you have a gift, eh? everybody look up at me for just a second. When you have a gift or a special ability, ask yourself, is this thing helping the kingdom? How is what I have helping the kingdom? Maybe you have a certificate. A certificate in one area of study or the other. And you realize that you are even very good at it. Ask yourself. Maybe you are into marketing. Or you can talk very well. Or you are into accounting. Or you are into secretarialship. Or you are into organization. Or you are into whatever, whatever, whatever. Ask yourself. This thing that I have. How is the kingdom benefiting from it? Or you can sing. Or you can dance. Whatever it is that you are doing. The maximal utilization of any gifts and any potential is when it is connected to the kingdom of God. That is the optimal utilization. Hear me. Oh, my heart is, I can feel a sorrow in my spirit just a moment. Because somebody doesn't believe what I'm saying. So you think that, oh, using it for your family. Using it for your work. Using it for your business. Using it for the way you are employed. That is, no, hear me. Look for opportunity to use that thing and let it be for free. Nobody will pay me. It's what you see your mind. You think payment is only money. That's why you are poor. The poor man is the one who only thinks that riches is money. That person is truly poor. Who thinks riches and prosperity is only money? That is a truly poor person. That's a truly poor person. That's a truly poor person. What can you do? How is it advancing faithfully the work of God? Everybody has a placement. I cannot know everybody and assign everybody. Even there are some women when I know and I assign, they won't do. Because they'll, they'll, they'll just, so that they'll be changed quickly. See that? Brother, 
It's dangerous. Let me leave it there. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. So deploy maximally. Tell someone inside to deploy maximally. Is he on profound money? So the person deploy maximally, completely, totally. Hallelujah. What is faithfulness? Let me give you a few points and then I'll end. Uh, maybe I'll continue another day. Praise God. All right, now I'll do this and I'll give you three facts about faithfulness. So, what is faithfulness? Doing the right thing with conviction, commitment, and consistency. With conviction, commitment, and consistency. You are supposed to stand at the door and clap for people to come to church. Are you doing it with conviction? How do you know you are doing it with conviction or not? What can cause you to stop not do it on any particular day? If there's anything that can stop you, you lack conviction. You lack conviction. Conviction is an inner driving driver that causes you to do something even when there's no reason to do it. Even when there's what? No reason to do it. With conviction, commitment, and staying at it, consistency. And that part is also another area many people falter in. Some can be convicted, committed, and they are not consistent. Some can look committed and be consistent, but they are not convicted. But you cannot be consistent without being committed. But these three must come together for you to qualify to be faithful. Conviction. Conviction. You see, there are times I, 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 can, I feel very tired, but then I still must do what I must, I must do. <laughs> One typical example was yesterday night, during night fire. Man, I wasn't on fire. I was half asleep. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay awake. Today I went on Facebook because... I couldn't monitor Facebook yesterday. I wonder if I would have been able to monitor because the way I was even struggling to stay afloat. I was so happy. Since because of the trip, I've not had enough rest since I came because other emergencies have come up. So I've not been able to get some rest. But <laughs> I went on Facebook and I saw 50 comments of, I received it. It's surely me. And I'm like, what did I even say? What prophecy did I give? In fact, I saw people sending offerings. And I was like, ah, what, what are they giving offerings for? <laughs> I've, I've forgotten what I even said. But you see, something, when the thing is driving me, I cannot not do it. That's conviction. I know even if there's only one person online, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. When heaven is looking for me, this is where heaven is expecting me to be. I must be there. When heaven is looking for you, will you be where you are supposed to be? But where are you at all? Are you where heaven is expects you to be? Or somebody offended you and so you are no longer there? Or you have become too busy for it? Or you have a better, something better to do? Conviction. Commitment. And what? Consistency. Consistency. Glory to Jesus Christ. Being found where you are meant to be like this. Faithfulness is being found where you are meant to be, doing what you are meant to do, when you are meant to do it. 
Matthew 24, verse 45 to 46. Can we read it quickly? Matthew 24, verse 45 to 46. Jesus was speaking about the faithfulness of a servant before the coming of the master. Matthew 24. Faithfulness. He found where you are meant to be, doing what you are meant to do, when you are meant to be doing it. Matthew 24, verse 45. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Will find so doing. That is a faithful servant. That is a faithful servant. Glory to Jesus Christ. Doing the will and the mind, the will, the mind, and the pleasure of the Son. Now, let me just jump to three facts about faithfulness and let me wrap the end. The faithfulness of a man attracts the faithfulness of God. Psalm 18, verse 35. Psalm 18, the verse number 35. The faithfulness of a man, when you are faithful, God's faithfulness moves in your direction. Psalm 18, the verse number 35. Listen to what the scripture says. The Bible says that you have also given the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. God made him great. Why? Because David was a faithful servant. David was a faithful servant. You see, the faithfulness of a man will attract the faithfulness of God. Let's look at another scripture in the book of James chapter number 4. The book of James chapter number 4. The verse number 8. Glory to Jesus Christ. It's a draw near to God and also draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. You sinners, verify your hearts. You double-minded. So draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Your faithfulness attracts the faithfulness of God. Number two, schedule determines success. Routine determines results. Practice determines products. What is your schedule? Are you faithful? Will you be found where you are supposed to be? Look at that. Will you, find where you, will you be found where you are supposed to be? Schedule. Practice. Routine. When it's time for prayer, your prayer time, will you be found at a place of prayer? Or will you be found doing something else? When it's time for you to study your Bible, will you be found there? Or will you be found doing something else? Acts chapter 17 verse 2. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them. And for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them. It was his custom. It was his custom. Paul had a custom. Luke chapter 16, the verse number 2. If I were study the, the life of Jesus, he had many practices. He had many things that he called customs. Things that he did all the time. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, Luke, let's look, rather look at Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4. Glory to the name of the Lord. Uh-huh. Verse number 16. So he came to Nazareth and where he has been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up for to read. Yeah, you need to have a custom, certain practices. It should be innegotiable to you. Praise God forevermore. And then finally, destiny answers to consistency of positive actions. What you do occasionally does not change your outcome in life. It is what you do consistently. This one, I'll leave you to go and think about it. 
things that you do occasionally may never affect you for long term or what you do consistently. Faithfulness calls for consistency. Faithfulness calls for steadfastness. Faithfulness calls for dedication. Faithfulness calls for devotion. Faithfulness calls for loyalty. For loyalty. This will determine our eternal results. Praise God forevermore. So, this is an intro to the subject of faithfulness. And I pray that God has spoken to somebody today. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.